Welcome everyone to Dr. Tov's Corner. Welcome back to another episode of Skatayan. In this session, we'll be discussing Jackby Essentials Part 2. And I've got with me my very good friend, DJ El Pablo. How are you doing, DJ El Pablo? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How are you doing yourself? Well, not bad. We are alive, so <laughs> we are okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Um, This time, we are going to be continuing our conversation from the previous episode where we are discussing some qualities or characters that people need to survive a foreign land. If that's the best way to say it. You exactly, know? yeah. Yeah, the first time we talked about skills that they will need, or we said they should have skill, they need to have patience, they need to have tolerance, and you gave a list of five questions, what, how, where, and all where, when, where, who. when, who they're going to stay with, the things they have to consider. Yeah. If you missed that episode, please, um, you can go back and have a, have a look. Also, please make sure that you subscribe and follow um, DJ El Pablo's channels and follow our channel as well and subscribe. Right. This time we're going to change the conversation a bit. We've talked about some of the positives-ish, that positive yeah. skills that they will need to have. And in our previous conversation, you mentioned one word, resilience. Let's sure. develop that a little bit more. You know, Now, resilience is basically being able to, as you say, being able to survive and stand back and hold your ground, regardless of you know whatever is happening to you. So it's kind of like having Brit having some form of tolerance and going to a country that is not yours, you will need to have that tolerance. You need to have that resilience, that resistance. I always say this way, if in your own country you have good and bad people, there are also good and bad people out there. Some yeah. of us, the, yeah. the first experience we have with the outside world is, is through movies, you know? So you yeah. watch a movie, everything seems nice, everyone seems welcoming over there, but uh, no be so. <laughs> That's not what you're going to don't experience so, It's, it's a different ballgame when, you, when you're actually facing the reality. I mean, um, I had culture shock in my first three months of landing in the UK. Mm -hmm. And it almost led me to a very dark side because it was like really tough and mm -hmm. Um, speaking of being resilient, yeah. it, it takes people to help people to get to where they need to get to, right? So meeting yeah. the right people and all that, which is part of the question I asked, like, who are you going to stay with? Or yeah. who are you going to be with? Or who are you going to meet where you're going to, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so most of the things that people go through, especially with this whole thing about res resilience, all boils down to um, being able to shut out a lot of things Yes. get there yeah. and stay focused my, my brother-in-law would tell me say keep your eyes on the ball and exactly. just keep your eyes on the ball and keep yeah. going right yeah yeah speaking of that culture shock you you you'll be surprised that your food your food smell <laughs> bro you didn't know that a goosey soup was the worst thing that ever can ever happen you didn't know a stockfish was a very very oh, terrible yeah. smell you didn't know a yeah, crayfish was stockfish, bad crayfish. you, you yeah, didn't know obono was bad you didn't know palm oil wow. is bad like even your jollof fries that everyone's supposed to like you didn't know that cooking yeah. jollof rice is going to be a problem you know yeah. that yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that they are going to say and be like like what, what is wrong with these people what's that there's one of yeah. my flatmates i was cooking i was cooking a goosey and okworoko at the time i was boiling the okworoko to make it to make it soft and yeah 
the guy is from Bulgaria. He walked into the room. He's a nice guy. Generally, he's a nice guy. But he walked into the kitchen yeah. and was holding his nose. I was like, ah, sorry, sorry about the smell. It was like, well, people eat dead things. I'm Ooh. like, in my head, I'm like, everything people eat is dead. But okay, okay. Exactly. If that's, if that's what you want to say, man. Oh, the apples and all that, they're all dead stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was mad. And another another of my flatmates would just come, whenever I'm cooking, she would just come into the kitchen and What's that smell? Open all the window down. I'm like, I don't do that when you're cooking, but you know, it's things yeah. that we have to face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like petty things like that. You know, you go to work, yeah. people pretending like you don't exist. You say hello to them. They don't even say hello back. You know, that's terrible. Um, yeah. Sometimes there was a time I even made a phone call. We know about these virtual employees, right? They they work for UK companies, yeah. but they don't live in, they don't live in the UK. So I made a phone yeah, call. Yeah, they leave abroad, yeah. Yeah, I made a phone call. I could hear from this guy's accent. Obviously, he's not British. He's probably somewhere from, from Europe. And I was saying, oh, I've, I transferred money, but the money had not reached the account I was sending it to. And the guy was like, uh, well, maybe the bank does not have electricity. You know, I was like, what What? What do you mean that a bank does not have electricity? I'm, I'm yeah. just like, I, I lost it. I was shouting and screaming. The guy you know, didn't care. He had said what he wanted to say. He just... You know, we ended the conversation. I was asking him, what's your name? He didn't want to tell me his name. It was just like, I was like, can you repeat what you said again? It's like, no, I've told you everything you need to know. I'm like, you know, so there are things like this. You're going to face guess, a, lot, sensed, a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he sensed, he sensed your accent and wanted to belittle you. That was what he did. Yeah. That's why he said what he said. And that's a very, it's called microaggression. So it's yes. a slight jab. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's I know. I know that. I knew that's what he was saying, what he was doing. But I wanted to, you know, give it back to him. And he, the the first time I first experienced it is when when you make a call and then people start pretending like they, they can't they can't understand you. Sorry, can you repeat that? Or they will say, oh, we can't hear you. The line is breaking. They can clearly oh. understand what you're saying, but it's clear as day, man. Like it's clear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just talk, like oh, can you? I, there's someone that actually okay. This one we were out on the street and I was with someone and we we're trying to have a conversation mm -hmm. with the person and the lady was like she was bluntly saying she couldn't hear what we we're saying mm -hmm. just doing this and all that and that's it that's a jab like that's a yeah. microaggression and they will not ask you where you're from that's also microaggression exactly. they ask you oh where you originally from mm -hmm. when they ask you those kinds of questions so yeah those kinds of things are really really it, it takes and that was part of what I had as a culture shock because Obviously, we've seen it in the movies and all that, and you've seen that, oh, the life is good and everything is all yeah. rosy and nice until you land and you have the first conversation and someone tells you, how is it that you speak so good English? And I'm like, am I supposed to be speaking a different accent or am I supposed to be speaking Afrikaans? Exactly. And, and and the funny thing is, like you said, sometimes when you just arrive, you just think, oh, it's, it's yeah, they just they just want to know. They don't know. You answer, you answer yeah, like yeah. an innocent person. But the longer you stay, the longer you start picking up on these things that, hey, they're not being nice. They're not being nice. They're kind of slightly dissing you without actually yeah, dissing yeah. you, you yeah. know. The jab, they're, they're sending jabs, subtle jabs at you. Like, you'll be shocked at the... And and if you are in their circle over mm -hmm. time, you would understand that those things are deliberate. Yes. It's not like um, they're trying to... Um, patronize you or anything now exactly it can even be that when you're at work they just start giving you all the worst the worst kind of jobs to do you know they just start pushing all the terrible things to you to do and they'll be getting you know they'll be doing the the, the good the stuff good that one. gets praise 
you know, things yeah. like that. You you just experience that. So you need resilience, man. You know, you have to you have oh. to go through all of that. Any forward, <laughs> better right? yourself and get to where you want to get to. You know, some people may not experience it if you're lucky, but that's the vast fine. majority that's of okay. people are yeah. going to experience it. Yeah. You know, so resilience is key. And the next one I'm going to say is learn to be by yourself. For your mental health, I know you, you do a lot of uh, mental health talk on your podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for your yeah. own mental health, you need to learn to be by yourself. Especially if you don't have anyone abroad, you don't have like family. Sometimes you, you might have a friend in the same country, but you're in like different region, different states. You don't even see each other all the time. You realize mm -hmm. that sometimes you're just going to work or going to school and you, you come back home or you go to church and you come back home. And there is none of that um, little extra socialization because like in the previous podcast we talked about, you know, some people say my lifestyle is different from their lifestyle. Naturally, you're just going to start withdrawing and keeping to yourself. I remember I was scrolling through social media one time and a, a radio DJ was asking these um, people, what do you mean you cannot make friends abroad? And the radio DJ could never understand it. He thinks that friendship is just going to say, hello, how are you? That's not friend. Brother, people can say, hello, how are you? They will give you their phone numbers, but you call them, they're not going to pick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they I can agree be nice you totally. to you today. They're not going to talk to you tomorrow. You know. Let me tell you one thing about the culture. Sorry to cut you short. Let me tell you one no, thing no, about the right. culture here in Canada. One of the things that I've noticed is if you look at, if you, if you, enter the circle of the people here, the locals, like not the locals, but like the people, you understand that some of the things they do or the mannerisms that they show you are mannerisms they've been trained to show you. Mm. And they only show you what they want you to see. Mm. For example, if you walk on the street, everybody's smiling at you. Mm -hmm. Unless you meet an African or someone who is from like the Caribbean, that you guys will know how you greet yourselves. You, yeah. you there's, this, there's this head tilt we do. When you yeah. tilt your head, yeah, they know and they tilt their head and you're you're yeah. greeted. Yeah, the move. black man nod, we call it. <laughs> black man nod, yeah, bro. Yeah. The next one, the, the other one, merely they see you, the next thing they're smiling at you. They'll smile at you, but if you look at their faces, you know that that smile is rehearsed. Yes. Absolutely rehearsed. The only thing I knew back then when I came that everybody did was hold the door for everybody. So yeah. you're coming out, you hold the door for someone and all that. But have you ever, has the door, has the door ever been slammed at you before? Luckily for me, no, not yet. <laughs> Hopefully, the door, never slammed, <laughs> the door has been slammed at me before. I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why? And yeah. he just kept going. And mm -hmm. the other one, you hold the door for them, they say thank you. Others, you hold the door for them, they just walk past. Mm. Right? So these are the things. Those th those mannerisms, those things that they do are all rehearsed. Exactly. From birth, they'll tell you smile all the time. Smile when you see somebody smile. Do you fake that fake smile? My God, my <laughs> God. Yeah, I'm used to the fake smile now. I even do it back now. It's part of the culture now. We smile, we smile, but I know, I know we are not friends. We are not friends. And if, yeah. the sad thing is, sometimes you will help people genuinely. They will thank, they will tell you thank you to your face. But when they reach to you know to go and give a nice review about you they will not tell how you help them they only remember yeah. the things that you did yeah, not do most definitely. so you have to learn to be by yourself am i saying you should stop helping people am i saying you should not be nice yeah. to people that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying you need to learn to be by yourself you need to be able to accept have that strong that willpower to say you know i'm you know i'm just a nice person yeah. i don't care how you yeah. treat me i don't care what you do i'm just going to be who i am you know because at exactly. the end of the day just we be... know we are nice we are nice we are nice people 
they might they might make you feel that you're not a nice person, but you know that you're a nice person. Bro, I've I've worked in a place when I was in security. I worked in that in that pub for two years. But do you know for the first three months, the locals that came to that pub did not say anything to me. Oh. I would say good morning, hello. They will not say they will not say anything back. They only started talking to me after three months because they knew, okay, this guy's going to stay here now. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. So they had no choice but mm -hmm. to start talking. But but the things they say behind your back, when you hear it, you're like, really? I just smiled with you right now. But but why are you talking yeah. about me like that behind? You know, it's just it's just crazy, you know. Those are some cultural shocks that yeah. you might I mean, see. The job you did as a security. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the job you did as a security in a pub, it's a very, very risky job. It's mm -hmm. a very risky job, especially for a black man. Yeah. It's risky. You're right. But at the end of the day, that's kind of the jobs that we kind of uh, have to do. Yeah. Because there's there's glass ceilings and all of those things. We, like, we're not going into that today. We'll talk about that maybe on a different podcast. A different, but, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're going to say something. So yeah, yeah, I was going to say like usually, and I was just going to actually say what you were going to say just now. Like that's the job that's open for us or the folks that, you know, just came in and all that. Mm -hmm. They tell you, oh, security job pays. And next thing, oh, you just need to get like a training mm -hmm. and how to on how to de-escalate and all all those kinds of things. And then I I've I've met a, a guy, a Nigerian guy, mm -hmm. where he was working at the, as a security for a clinic during these COVID times and all that. Mm -hmm. And he saw me, and obviously, and we as Nigerians, we know ourselves. Like yeah. when we see ourselves, especially if, like you said. Everybody's good, especially where we are from. It we're we're all good people, right? Yeah. But if you meet a good Nigerian, mm -hmm. we just know. Yeah. So the guy met me, greeted me. I'm like, I can't help him. He's like, I started talking. And next thing, he's telling me, "Oh, connect me." Then I'm like, "Bro, if I see any opening, I'll let you know." Like, mm -hmm. and we became friends. Apparently, we figured out that we were attending the same church, mm -hmm. right? And then from there, we built that relationship. But you know, he was a security guard. But mm -hmm. those people won't have that conversation with you even if you are you know even if you're nice and smiling at them just as you were just saying right exactly so. yeah man guys remember like the video follow the podcast follow oh, pablo's yeah. podcast as well because we have similar kind of conversations around this and, and content that you might like and and that takes us to my next point um before you travel bring some money bring some money with you please <laughs> okay. You know that's the part. You know that's the part we did not talk about in that first one because yeah. I, for me, I felt like when people hear that's the most important thing of all the travel you're going to make or migration is money, mm -hmm. right? But some people, when they hear money, everybody just kind of slouches back in yeah. their chairs and stuff. And it's very important that you know you have to have at least some. I even take it to the most basic example that I have. You know. When I was coming, luckily for me, I had friends that studied um, before me and they were like, come with a thousand pounds, at least based, based on their experience. And mm. I came with a thousand pounds, but I didn't know even where to spend that money. Because when I got to the UK, I realized that all the clothing that I brought are not the same type of clothes that, you know, they are wearing yep. over here. So yep. naturally, you, as a, uh, we are human beings, we are social beings. You don't want to be separate. And the funny thing is, no one even cares what you're wearing, yeah. but you just realize that, look, what I'm wearing is different from what these people are wearing. Nobody cares. <laughs> but nobody cares. So I went to, you yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. go, I went to buy some clothing, yeah. but I didn't know where to go. So I was buying, I was buying um, 
jump out for like 200, 300 pounds. I only bought four pieces of clothing for 800 pounds the day I went to go and shop. I didn't know where to spend the money. I'm not saying Wow. those are no good. They are very, very top quality clothing. At the end Yeah. of the day, they're very top quality, high quality. But Yeah. imagine that is all So, the money yeah, you had I, I and you spend it on only four items. Then I have to like call someone else. I'm like, look, is that cloth is expensive in the UK? The guy was like, no, it's where you went to go and buy my guy. <laughs> he said, please go to Primark. <laughs> He's like, go to Primark. And I went to Primark. Look, I bought like three bags full of Primark outfits for only £100 Exactly. at the time. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. £100. I spent £800 on four, four pieces of clothing, £100 on three bags. You know, lots of jeans, innerwear, um, you know, sweaters and all of that stuff. So... Bring money, even if it's not for clothes. At least I always say to people, try to have at least two to three months rent. What? Yeah, I, I spoke to someone that Yeah. we, we both now not mentioned their name. The guy was saying, no, I'm looking to come to the UK. And I said to him, guy, have three months rent. And he was like, what do you mean have three months rent? I said, look, I know people tell you when you get there, there is jobs. It's true. But before you get that job, it might take you a long period of time. So you need to be able to pay your rent. If you're just thinking, I'm going to, you know, sell all my property, And just travel. My guy, what if you don't get work as soon as you think you're going to get the job? So how are you going to pay your rent? Because first of all, when you're renting a house, you have to pay your, your rent and a deposit. So Same here. if you don't have Same the here. rent So and it's, the deposit, it's called first and last. exactly. Yeah, they call it first and last month here. So Yeah. you pay rent and they pay. So it's like you have to have your... So like you said, you have to. You need to have two to three months rent. So that's Yeah. like you have your first and last and one extra month. Exactly. Just So... in case. Just in case, You know, you know, so... so, so, you know, bring some money here. And when you get here as well, please know that everybody, not everyone, some people back home, they don't care about your, what you're doing over there. They just think you're making money. You know, in the previous episode, you talk about people converting money. So they just think, oh, if this person is making 200 pounds or whatever, that means he's making 200K. You should, you should have like 40K to give me now. You should have like 30K to give me now. But they don't know how you are doing here. So... Next point, learn how to say no. You will need to learn how to say no, my guy. You know, it took me a long time to learn it, but saying no is good for your mental health. <laughs> I'm telling Yeah. Yeah. you. You can say no. Either you say no and risk the hate that Mm you'll -hmm. get from it, or you Yeah. just say, I don't have. Yeah. Easy. But Right. but that's that's what the, that's the point I'm saying. You saying I don't Yeah. have, you saying no is all the same thing to them. Because Yeah. at the end of the day, they don't Oh, know yeah. how you're living. They cannot understand how you're living until they leave it. You know, because Yeah. all they're saying is just exchange rate. Ah, dollar don't turn 1,200. Dollar don't. So if this guy give me that kind, 10 pounds like this, now 10K be that, you know, at least he could get 10 pounds to spare or he could get 10 dollars to spare. But they don't know how you're living. They don't know that you are even trying to save for your next month rent because the spare that you have, you need to add He's another going. spare <laughs> to be able to survive, you know. So, yeah, Yeah, please. speaking of speaking of that, learning how to say no, a lot of people don't care, like you said, about what you're how you're getting money. All they want is make I send you my account, make I send you my Azar. That's what they'll say. Make I send you my Azar. And I'm like, bro, it's it's tough out here. And it's because some people who have come have actually created a myth that once you come, you'll be balling. Yeah. There are some people I know, especially in this country, who came in as a result of like from other countries, like Yeah. that are going through some civil war things and and all that, Mm -hmm. and they came in as a result of asylum, seeking asylum and all that. They will Yeah. struggle. I met someone who told me she was paying school fees for her brother and her sister back home, but she's struggling here.
yeah. struggling here. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. The sister was misbehaving. I told her you had to threaten your sister to stop misbehaving. Because this person is struggling. She now struggled and got money to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Bought the car. Started doing food delivery. Still to sponsor people back home. Mm-hmm. So there are myths that have been created over time because people who have landed think they are balling. I read something on social media yesterday, literally, like um, she said she went to a European country. She didn't mm-hmm. mention the European country, but I guessed from the language she was saying, mm-hmm. it was one of the European countries that speak Spanish. Oh, okay. And then she was like, oh, oh, she went there and all she went to do was to work in a farm. Mm-hmm. But she was the first few days, for first few weeks, she was balling. She was wearing nice clothes. Like you said, you went there you bought yeah. jackets without knowing. She was wearing nice clothes, taking pictures in the city center and all of that. Yeah. And then when the when when the deal was like when it really got deep, she went yeah. to work in a farm and she 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 got depressed. Nigeria mentality: I can be able to handle farm. But when she when the push comes to shove, you yeah. will know that it is not as easy as you imagined. Mm-mm. I have I have helped someone at some point just to make an extra cash. I think it was fifteen bucks an hour or something. Mm-hmm. And he said we should help dig dig um defense mm-hmm. so obviously here there's a whole lot of stuff around um protecting your back so yeah. health and safety and stuff yeah so we will not carry digger mm-hmm. but there is a digger that you use to dig for pole yeah. so the, it, you stand with it and you just kind of hold it like this and then yeah. just once you dig you yeah. press it and it digs and scoops out yeah when you finish that thing that back <laughs> that you're trying to protect <laughs> oh i couldn't climb stairs but yeah. I still got the 15 bucks an hour and I worked mm-hmm. for about five hours, six hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't see it as, oh, it's good money because obviously no. from experience even in the UK, yeah, that's not that's No, not that's money. not money. So, and also, yeah. yeah, you'll do all those jobs, finish, you will spend that money to buy medicine. <laughs> you do all those work, finish, you spend money to buy medicine. Bro, like half you of know? it is going to medicine, food. Yeah. It's not, you can't even pay bills. At all. But there's someone out there who think that maybe as you, because you're here. Yes, quite right. The life, here is good but then the standard of living is high exactly so and it's those people that go back december that is deceiving these people all those ones that are forming dirty december they're the ones that are deceiving these people you know they will work the whole year they will save only maybe like 300 400 pounds for that december you know yeah just to go only for that year bro only Only for for that that they'll go there they'll fall out yeah (laughs) their flight for his book though maybe they got like 700 bucks flight yeah his book but they have just that 400, yeah. 400 pounds, like you said. They were going to stay in a hotel. Like here, over here, maybe like 1,000 pounds. Yeah. And you're not going to stay, stay in a hotel. Stay hotel, paying... hire a car. And they only stay for five days anyway, so they can blow it. And then yeah. they come back to start borrowing money. Ross, I bet if you borrow money, well, you know. But when I collect salary for one ten, I'll give you back. There's so <laughs> many stories That's like that. Thing. There are so many stories like that. So please don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for everything that you see. You know, learn to be by yourself. There's save so your much, money. Yeah. Learn to say no. At the end of the day, you're you're by yourself. You are working, you're working, you're working. All the people that are going to be asking you for money. If you die tomorrow, some of them are not even cry. They will go on to the next person that's going to give that. They will continue to they'll ask money. someone else. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I have an example. A friend, yeah. this this guy, we went to uni together. He asked me for money at the time. I was planning my wedding at the time. So I was like, look, I'm getting married. I need my money for my wedding. The guy didn't even say happy married life to me on the wedding day. But the next day, the question this guy asked asked me, the guy, the question this guy asked me was not even how are you anything. Was just like, "Uh, you don't do the wedding. So meaning that, so after I've done the wedding, I can just ask someone to give him money. I'm like, since that day, no. 
the guy yeah. messages me now, I don't even respond. He knows I see it, but I just don't respond anymore because I've said no to the guy, but he never understands no. That's what I'm saying. You say no or you saying I don't have, they don't understand the no, they don't understand that I don't have. All they all know is if you give me 20 pounds or if you give me 20 dollars, if I convert them, I'm fine. And the funny thing is, oh, yeah. sometimes they don't even ask you the money for something urgent. They ask you, or oh, may I just use that ball this weekend? So I should work hard. I should take racism. I should take abuse. So that you go and blow so it. So that you will go and ball. Me, I'm not balling my money, but you want to go and ball with my money. That's it. Yeah. Man. Like, I, and there's something I learned over time. Like, this one, like, even my mom used to advise me. Once you give the first, give someone, have you not noticed that you give someone once, mm -hmm. first time, and you give again, maybe second time, they'll come back again and they'll keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, you have, one has to know when to stop or know yeah. when to say no. Yeah. And know when to say, okay, I can't, like, I don't have. Yeah. Right. When I have, if I'm generous enough, yes. maybe I can spare exactly. you. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm guy, saying. No, no, there's one guy that met, walked, met me, I think, a few days ago or something. Yeah, I'm, I have some projects that I always set out to do in the year. And if I've not done the project, I'm, I'm not giving anybody anything. Mm -hmm. So the guy came to me, I was like, oh, it's red. I said, bro, it's also red here. He said, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. Said, yes, my brother, the hustle is real. We are working hard to try to meet up with our targets, right? Mm -hmm. And then along the line, there was an extra, maybe like 5K, 5,000 hour or something or 10,000. I was like, okay. Send me a car. I think I said this 7K. And I was like, mm -hmm. just, you know. And he was so happy. Mm -hmm. Because the previous year, around December, I think I bought him something, like a Christmas gift. He's a boy that actually worked with me when I was DJing in Nigeria. So I was like, mm -hmm. every year at least I'll give him something. But this year, it, it didn't turn out as, as I would expect. But mm -hmm. I ended up kind of giving him something. But the, the bottom line is this. People have kind of created this mentality that once you have landed you are falling yeah not knowing that you will go especially those working in care oh my god <laughs> especially in the uk mm -hmm. you will go and suffer and get this money break your back there was one week i worked 47 hours for the first time in my mm. life 10 years ago wow so far finish then i'll come back and someone come and tell me i think i go ball this weekend mm. bro i don't have balling please <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and first of all, guys, if you have any comments, please, you know, you feel free to leave them in the comment section. You can leave it on our socials. We are going to discuss them in a future show. I'm going to be collecting some of those interesting thoughts, and me and DJ or Pablo and maybe yeah. someone else will, you know, will try to delve into them and um, like this video as well. Um, I was just going to say the the point here is I'm not saying don't give people money, don't give people that are struggling money if you can and you can afford to do it. Please do it. First of all, afford. I don't like the word afford because I've realized that afford is for broke people. A rich person does not say afford. They just go and yes. do it. <laughs> you know, is the rest of us that use the word afford. So if you can afford to do it, please do. But if you don't, if you can't afford it, you know, learn to say no. If they don't understand, if they think you're a bad person, it is what it is, my guy. Because at the end of the day, you have to look out for number one. And I think what's kind of changed my mentality a little bit on this is there's a co-worker of mine, very, very nice guy. Everyone liked him and the guy passed away. Like, if not for us, his colleagues that tried to organize a memorial for this guy, no one in the management cared. You know, they're only looking for replacements. And they'll and recruit they, someone else. Like, they'll put away. his position out. 
Yeah. So yeah. see, live your life. Do what you can. What you cannot, don't kill yourself, my guy. You know that's that's what I'm going to say. Or my girls, or my people. Yeah. You know, it's not like guys are listening. So everyone, please do what you can. Yeah. Um. Do you have any other advice, DJ or Pablo? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like you pretty much said about the same thing. Like one of the very important ones that you said at the beginning was learn to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I I learned this the hard way, and. I've learned that you have to be your own company. Like you have to learn to enjoy your own company. Yeah. What are the things that you love to do? I mean, it yeah. was being by myself. At one point, I think I was reading, I was preparing for an exam when the idea of a podcast came in mm-hmm. and I started to write. It was mm-hmm. actually, about, in fact, the idea was to write a book. And yeah. then as I was writing, it was now expanding. I was like, no, nah, man, I can't keep this, you know, I have to be able to speak right yeah so i started to you know use my talents however i, I could so yeah. learn to enjoy your company yeah. uh what can you do while you're on your own um i remember then we used to go and look for um all those free streaming sites for movies and stuff and i would spend yeah. hours and hours watching movies or i would i i used to be even like do i used to do other things but yeah. then how can I build on my creativity? How can I? Yeah. I used to make beats back in the day just to be able to learn to enjoy my own company. And yeah. over time, I built resilience. Yeah. Right? Just like you said. And then when you build resilience, there's nothing anybody can tell you. Exactly. There's no amount of negative or pers- uh, pessimistic conversation that you have that will push that will push you off the track or off yeah. the trail or off the path yeah. where you're supposed to be on. Like, yeah. I, I remember back then, I wasn't I wasn't perturbed by people buying cars. You know, mm-hmm. when people land in Shannon in the UK, yeah, the, the, the first month, you know, you, you talked about having $1,000, uh, £1,000, yeah. and then you yeah. land with that £1,000, and then you get like a car that has six users, and yes. it's like 400 bucks, and you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm balling, I have yeah. it that. <laughs> I wasn't perturbed by that. And my dad gave me £2,000 mm-hmm. and said, that's your money. <laughs> so work out your salvation with you and trembling, right? And then yeah. I think pounds was like 250 bucks, mm-hmm. 250 naira, yeah. a pound. And then, what did I do? I landed. I was telling my dad I was going to um, look for a means of transportation. My dad said, use Uber. I said, sir, Uber. <laughs> in this country. I went to city center. I was living in Cambridge then. I went to city center. I went there and I bought a bike for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Mountain bike. Yeah. And that was what I used to move around the city. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, why are you buying a bike? I was like, dad, don't worry. Yeah. I'm the one here. Exactly. Like, I'm the one experiencing it. And from my house to school, to yeah. most probably church, yeah, and maybe to the shopping center and down the road, mm-hmm. ten minutes apart everywhere. Then buy your bike lock, lock your bike. I was not perturbed by anybody yeah. having cars. And people came, they bought cars. You would see yeah. someone come and buy a car for two hundred bucks, nine users. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was not perturbed by that. Nah. Most important thing is learn to be by yourself. Yeah. Learn to cut your coat according to your cloth. Very important. Like you said. You yeah. mentioned one thing which people don't do. Primark. Now, I'll shock you. The Primark equivalent in Canada mm-hmm. eh, yeah. is not as quality as Primark. Wow. Well, to be fair, I think you. why I changed my mind about Primark as well at the time is a lot of Europeans all go to Primark. Some people travel to UK to come and buy Primark. To to buy Primark. Yeah. yeah because and they it's... will load their boxes and load everything. And the truth is, with Primark, you need to know what you're looking for and you know the quality of what you want to buy. Exactly. It's not just going there and just packing it because you pack everything, three months, you're coming back again. Yeah. So that's why those clothes were made. 
But there are some jackets and some stuff that I bought in Primark that I still use to this day. Because yeah. like at that time, it was what I needed. Then if I want to now go, you now start going up. Exactly. Yeah. When you get more comfortable, you go up and yeah, yeah. you can you can buy things well, out. If you're starting, 50 bucks for a for a hoodie is not yeah. bad. My 15 brother, pounds for a hoodie or 5 pounds, 10 pounds for a hoodie is not bad at all. Nobody even knows because there's no big design. Oh, the level is inside. <laughs> exactly. Rock your thing, be comfortable and be happy. You it's know. Inside. We, we've seen yeah. different videos on social media um, of people that have, you know, studied abroad or migrated abroad and they're saying that they're depressed and nobody on the other side of the continent understand. But I understand. I'm yeah. sure you understand. They'll oh, be like, yeah. oh, you're in a place where you they work, you feed chop, you feed, yeah, my guy, it's not only about that. So, like I said, no, yeah, resilience is important. Patience is important. Skill is important. Learn to be by yourself. The words, how wolves, they're also very important. Just, just to keep this in, even the so-called internet that we have, it mm-hmm. gets tiring sometimes. Yeah. It gets tiring. Constant light as well. Mm-hmm. It get, because you uh, there are days you wake up, like, what am I going to do with this life? So mm-hmm. it's now where you now have to use your creativity to build on what you already have. So it's been a great pleasure to have these kinds of conversations. Yeah, I, I can say that you still have more to say. Maybe we'll create another series again where we'll be discussing different <laughs> Bro, things about Jack White, you know. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. Right. I'm going to leave DJ El Pablo's podcast in the description. Please like his channel, follow his podcast. Do you have a YouTube channel, by the way? Yes, I do. I have a YouTube channel where I post um vlogs and diaries about like, because I'm also a DJ. Here okay. in Canada, so you, if you want to see behind the scenes, you want to see my story, my journey with DJing in, in a foreign land. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place to start. And also, I do some like travel vlogs on the okay. same um, YouTube channel, so you see some of the places I've visited here in Canada yeah. and also the UK because I was in the UK sometime this year. So okay. you see those um, videos there. And, and what was the channel called? No problem. DJ, DJ Pablo. Pablo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, please subscribe to DJ Pablo to see different places in Canada. Maybe if you want to go to Canada, if you want to go to UK, you can see different oh, yeah. different sites. All right. This has been Skatayan Podcast. Please like the video, subscribe to us, follow the channel, leave your comments on the YouTube comment section. And if you're listening via audio podcast, please leave via socials. We are going to discuss some interesting ones at a future show. Thank you very much. Until the next episode, please use your brain. SCFR.